0: I'm Jenna and I'm Lauren and today we're examining how the film The Imitation Game reinforces or subverts the myth of World War II being considered a good war in the United States and how the United States were the good guys. In the United States
1: we usually regard World War II as a good war in which we as Americans are seen as heroes and the good guys who are fighting against horrendous bad guys in order to save the world from their oppression. The movie that we will be analyzing today is The Imitation Game.
2: Before we go into depth and analyzing this myth, we first should probably go back and look at the summary of the movie. The imitation game is centered around a man named Alan Turing, and his intellectual abilities led to the creation of a machine that would intercept and help decode the German cipher machine Enigma during World War II. Turing was a man who struggled with his entire life, loneliness due to his sexuality and having a different mind. Against all odds, he created friendships and acquaintances with his team and the British government that would help create this machine. This machine was said to have shortened the war by more than two years, saved around 14 million lives. After the war, Turing was convicted of indecency due to his homosexuality, and was sentenced to two years of hormonal therapy. After only one year of treatment, he committed suicide at the age of 41. Years later, Queen Elizabeth II pardoned Turing and honored his unprecedented accomplishment.
0: This film has become a very film has become a very dominant way of storytelling events and cultures such as World War II. While The Imitation Game was not necessarily about the United States' role in World War II or about what makes this war a good war in the eyes of Americans. It does, in fact, show the differences between the Allies and the Nazi Germans. This entire movie is about defeating the Nazis and ending their reign of terror, including the murders of the Jews and the senseless acts of violence. Turing and his team are on the side of the Allies to end this violence, which I think in itself can lead the viewers to believe that the Allies, which included the Americans and the French and the Soviets and the Chinese, to believe that they are the good guys. And I mean, at one point in the movie, Turing even narrates a phrase that says democracy versus Nazism. And I think this phrase in itself um, makes it point out that like this was a good war for the allies and that makes it the good war because democracy is our US form of government, which makes it seem like that is what's right and what's good for people, Um, where Nazism everything you hear about it is how poorly they treated people, which would make them, in my eyes, the bad guys. While many of the World War II movies that I have watched have been from the U.S. point of view rather than the British, I found a lot of similarities between this movie and other movies I've seen. And the one example that I think stood out a lot was the Midway movie, which was about the um, pilots after the attack on Pearl Harbor and their fight against the Japanese. Well, I know this wasn't the same as the British intelligence versus the um, Nazi Germans, there were a lot of similarities, such as both movies were from an ally power point of view. I mean, I think helps us viewers sympathize with the good guys in this case, in that they both were trying to do everything in their power to stop this war and save people um, from this violence. But both sides of the war, I thought, like I think they thought they were fighting for the right thing. It's just when we're watching films such as The Imitation Game and Midway, we're seeing it as we Americans and allied powers are the good guys, and we're fighting those truly outrageous and horrific bad guys to save others. That was one way I connected it.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, in schools today, kids really aren't taught any other perspective than the American perspective. We don't generally want to admit when we've done something wrong, I feel like it's very common to see our perspective in contrast to some of the other movies that we've had throughout the class.
0: Yeah, and there there was one source, um, it was uh, by Lewis Jacobs for the University of Texas on behalf of their Society for Cinema and Media Studies, where he explained how after World War II there was this period where film was inspirational and moral building for journalism, and had a lot of scenes about patri- with patriotic parades and meetings and people celebrating pilots receiving awards and graduation ceremonies after world war ii like celebrating the war and the allies victory and when us americans are watching that we're like yes we're the allies we defeated these bad guys like we did such a good thing where as in the movie the imitation game it's not as they don't they don't really talk about americans and the american point of view in the imitation game but with the whole movie being, we want to defeat the Germans, because the Germans are the bad guys, they're doing all these horrific and horrendous acts, wow. like, we, we do know, like, after learning from any history class, that we were part, of the Americans were part of the allied group, and so we, well, in the imitation game, we're not seeing directly that, like, we're the good guys, we're deducing that from the film on a certain level and even though the imitation game wasn't showing cinematic excitement that american films show with the war when we win the war we're still seeing that appeal to emotions on that side like we won we're so grateful and this was so hard on everybody we're so glad that we saved these people and i think that made a big impression on me at least where the imitation game like we're seeing all the like how hard these intellectuals work to try to save people that we we understand and we agree with them being the good guys
2: right and i feel like that kind of leads into the idea that people who were a part of the war on the front lines and even those at home who were faced with possible bombings really did not have much control over their lives i mean at any given point an entire family could be destroyed from a bomb And I feel like the imitation game really touches on this where after they've created this machine, they're like, we have saved over thousands of lives.
0: Yeah, I think it said at one point, like this machine possibly saved 14 million people because it shortened that war, like you mentioned earlier, by two years. Imagine if it had gone on for two more years, all the stuff that all the cities that could have been destroyed, the people who've lost loved ones like that just made, like, a huge impact to me, especially just using people's intellectual, like, abilities to do that.
2: Yeah, it really does. I mean, in comparison, uh, in Heller's Catch-22, um, the main character, Yossarian kind of describes his journey through the war, and it's very clear from his higher-ups that he has no control over where he goes, how long he's staying in the war, regardless of every action he did to try to avoid battle, avoid bombing, avoid being in the world together. There really wasn't much um, control that he had at all. Yeah, and I think that feeling of like helplessness is common among a
1: couple of other like movies that we've watched. When I was watching the Imitation Game and thinking about Patch 22, I was thinking about Saving Private Ryan. And you know, the group that is out there to say Private Ryan, they start having that conversation like, why are we all here? Why are we risking our lives for one person? The captain who's played by Tom Hanks says, well, because I was told to, and you are told to. so like these are our orders and we have to do this. And like men die because of it. And it seems like almost like nonsensical in a way. And then I think even towards the end of the invitation game, even though it's not on a battlefield, we still get that. Because it's like, well, now we have to make these little calculations, essentially deciding, like, who's going to live and who's going to die. Like, are we going to prevent this tanker from being sunk, or are we not? I think that's, like, an awesome point that you
0: made, um, just about how, like, they're saving lives. And I think that's the part that even though the imitation game isn't from the American point of view, that it's a good war because people are doing all of these amazing things and putting their lives at risk and having to make these awful horrible, hard decisions to save other people's lives. Like, just knowing that anybody is doing these things to save people's lives makes them seem like the good guys to me. Like, no, like, it's like watching a superhero movie. I know that's a weird connection, but, like, watching, like, the Marvel movies. Like, Captain America, I mean, he he went to war. He's doing those little things he can to save people. And, I mean, just knowing in Saving Private Ryan how even though they're going to save one person, they're still trying to go save somebody. I think going out and saving somebody is such a great thing. These people in the imitation game, even though they're not Americans, they're trying to save they're trying to save everybody they can. Yeah. And I think that's just that makes it a me as an American watching the imitation game, that makes the idea that we are the good guys, we're fighting the good war, that makes that so much more apparent to me.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, on the other hand though, I feel like people can take that and turn against the United States as you go into the thought of, well, who do we save? Do we choose this person or this person? Yeah. And I feel like the imitation game kind of brings that up a little bit with one of the men that worked with Turing um, having a brother on the ship that was getting ready to be sunk. And he tells Turing, you are not God. So
0: who are you to decide that Exactly. Like, we can't save these people? Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. I just actually this was an, I this just popped in my head. Hawksaw Ridge, as a connection to me, just was really it. It was I thought about it when you brought brought up Saving Private Ryan, just because they're going off to save one man in their own army, and that might not equate to like going off to fight enemies. Mm-hmm. And just like in Hacksaw Ridge, it didn't. Um, he was one man. He didn't believe in the violence, but he did believe in saving people. Yeah. that's And that's what all of these movies have in common. And that's what the war has in common in general. Like, that's what the war is about in general, yeah. is even though the Nazis thought that they were doing the right thing, they weren't going out and trying to save people. That wasn't their agenda, if you really think about it. Nazis' agenda was to...
1: The opposite. yeah, Yeah, it was the opposite.
0: It was to basically eradicate an entire group of people, try to force them to be different or to just outright destroy them in general. And so even without film, I think that just shows a lot. There is one side who's trying to get rid of an entire group of people and the other side trying to save that entire group of people. So then when you equate it to film, there's all the dramatics and everything might not be portrayed the exact way that it happened in real life. But you're getting the idea, the same idea of what actually happened. These people are the people trying to save other people, and I think the imitation game, and I keep I keep repeating this because it isn't from the American point of view, but it does keep bringing me back to regardless of if it's from the American point of view, we were all allies. We all were fighting the same fight. We were all fighting the
1: same enemy. To do the right thing. So I'll ask this question because I've been thinking about it while we're having this conversation. I feel like the ending of the Imitation Game is very different, where Turing end ends up like kind of like a criminal for being gay, and then he ends up killing himself. And yeah, because the repercussions. Yeah, so I feel like that's such a different war movie than what we, or a war ending than what we get, cause like he doesn't necessarily die in glory.
0: He doesn't die a hero's death. He doesn't die a
1: hero's and death. And nobody
0: knows he even was the hero. Nobody's allowed to know.
1: Yeah, so I guess my question is, how do you guys think that changes like this movie's relation to the good war myth?
2: Well, I think it's also important to recognize that there are evils on both sides of the war. And by no means am I excusing these actions, but I feel a majority of the actions of the allied powers were for the good of the nation as a whole. And the allied powers did struggle to accept views that are different from their own. But while some people's actions hurt thousands of people, they managed to save millions. Yeah, so then in that way, do you think that this
1: movie continues to perpetuate the good war myth? but maybe just not for Turing himself, like we're talking about a bigger commentary on the time and what it meant to be gay then. But the consequences that Turing faces has a lot more to do with how being gay was viewed at the time rather than the war itself.
2: Well, I mean, at the time, you're right. They thought they were doing the right thing by putting these medications into Turing. And so it wasn't an act of malicious thought, it was more They thought they were curing him, trying to help him. But now as we look back at it, obviously everything that happened there was wrong. But when it comes to the good war myth, I mean, it doesn't really, it shouldn't really change the actions that he did and that England as a whole is bad, that they saved millions of people through one machine. Yeah, because I mean, kind of like you touched on watching this in 2021,
1: like it's disgusting seeing somebody who's obviously like a war hero treated like that. But I think, you know, as much as I think we like to look on the past and be like, oh, like, that's awful. Like, we shouldn't have done that. It's still like the context of the times. Like, I never wish that anybody would be punished for, like, who they are. But it, it wasn't just somebody didn't like him being gay, per se, but it was literally against the law, which is scary to think about. But... I
2: don't know if it's necessarily directly correlated to the war and what the war was about. In that case, um, we do believe that the allied powers were fighting a good war because while their views may not have aligned with current views we have today, their overall goal was to save these millions of individuals.
0: Personally. When I watched the movie, I really didn't focus so much on the war because when I first started watching it, I thought it was going to be more about the war and Turing being a hero and them saving these people. But we actually didn't find that out really until the very end when they were giving us the ending facts. Like, this is what he had to go through because he was a homosexual, but this is how many people he saved. This is this. The movie actually, to me, focused more on Turing as a person and Turing and what he went through. And so the whole good war... Myth and idea was an almost underlying, um, but I don't think that makes it any less important. I almost feel like it makes it more important because you you almost understand like how in Saving Private Ryan, all these people have lives that they want to get back to. They have their families and their loved ones, and they're still doing what they are to like save other people. Just like Turing, he wasn't necessarily joining the war because he believed in it obviously he doesn't want people to be hurt but he understands violence he understands why people are violent he has had people be violent towards him he has had people like both physically and verbally and he has gone through so much and so knowing that he and other people things in their lives even that his homosexuality was illegal and he still was putting that aside. He almost married a woman. He almost married a woman so that he could keep working to decode and crack this enigma machine to like save, like to end this war basically. I think that makes the idea of the good war all that more powerful because I mean, I don't know if I was going through everything that he was going through, if I could push and power through that And get to this end result but he did and that just makes it seem all that more important to me
2: well I feel like the movie is a very very view Mm -hmm. and a lot of the other movies I mean it still shows very individual stories but this one particular really shows before he was involved while he was involved after he was involved and I feel like in general almost takes away that individuality um, when considered I mean, America as a whole came out, well, as good as they could come out of the war. And regardless of maybe one person had his life torn apart and would commit suicide years later that isn't really looked into as a whole. And I feel like maybe other, I mean, you really, really generally don't see that side of war you always hear America won, America saved all these people, America did this and that. And you don't get like what the
0: individuals went through and
2: Yeah, you don't see all the men that go home with PTSD, all the men that the
0: physical injuries
2: and I mean lose legs, don't have any ability to go back into an education or to get a job. Come back. Families could be gone for any matter. So where like
0: Do you think that makes a difference as if we should see American? Like, does that, do you think that makes, does that change your viewpoint on if this was the good war for us Americans?
2: I mean, I feel like America did everything they could. I mean, if we compare them to what Germany did, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We did not create a mass genocide. We did not. Um, We actually did the opposite. We were trying to stop it. So yeah, I I feel like it's. America does every country, makes mistakes in war, does things that maybe weren't good, yeah, but in comparison to what we see from other nations, it's the um, outcome at all. Yeah.
0: That's really good. a really good point. Really good point.
2: Yeah. I think part of what makes the imitation game so
1: interesting is like, like, hero of Turing, Turing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and then like, I feel like he's almost like our anti Good war hero in like a in a because he's not what you expect. He's not what you expect. It's like he's single. He's scrawny. Obviously, there's like the homosexuality, being single. He's awkward. Like he he's is very, very awkward. He's not
0: a buff guy who's out there fighting.
1: Yeah, no. he's a scrawny, awkward. He's like a
0: mathematician. Yeah, yeah. he is. He's a, he's a prof. He's a yeah university professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. He was at Cambridge, I think, before he was fired and everything. But
2: yeah.
0: yeah he's not he's definitely not your normal depiction of no. what a hero looks like yeah. especially from our american viewpoint
1: yeah but i think that's part of how this movie almost like perpetuates the good war myth because it's one of those things It's like you look at him and you're like oh there's no way that he's gonna be a hero you know, The he's war to save people yeah but it's almost like that idea that it's like anybody can be a war hero and there's still like the end of the movie is still celebration and even though the ending is sad i feel like it's still like but look at all the good that this person was able to do And you brought up the ending of the movie. And that just shocked me in itself.
0: I had looked up a little bit about him um, prior because I was curious. And I hadn't seen that he had committed suicide. So when I saw that in the movie, I was like, this doesn't... This would make you almost feel the opposite of him being a hero. But I actually feel like it made it more so. Mm -hmm. Because even... That's how he died. So if you think about it, he has no idea that people are... Or maybe he does, but he—he's <laughs> not here to see that people are making a movie about him being a hero. He's not—he wasn't here to see that qu- he Queen Elizabeth had pardoned him and was yeah. honoring him. Like, so he died
1: not knowing
0: that people were recognizing him yeah. as a hero. Well,
1: I mean, he—she only pardoned him, I think, in like 2013, and the movie came out in 2014. Yeah, I mean, and I know there is actually there's a play that like is about his life, but that didn't come out for a few decades until after he passed away. And I just yeah, I mean, so even though he that. doesn't know that, the
0: fact that all that happened even after his death, I definitely perpetuates the good war idea to me because Queen we obviously all hear about like we have news is we have news reports and social media and magazines, so we know what's going on in other countries a lot easier than people did back then. And so we know that these are things that happened. We know that people are honoring him. And I mean, after I didn't even know he was a person who helped lead us to have computers. Yeah. Like we are recording this podcast on a computer. Like, he helped create the things that we use on a daily basis. And so, I think that his homosexuality really didn't change how well he did things. And there was an article, Journal of the History of Medicine and Allied Sciences, and I think it was published back in 2007, and there was a line in the article that said, there is failure to make a non-homophobic policy, and when it really came down to it, that didn't change anything. Homosexuality doesn't change the performance of soldiers just like it didn't change Turing's.
2: I mean, I agree, like, in, in the Imitation Game, when Joanne comes back and finds him in Shaking, yeah, I mean, she goes up to him and is like, today I bought a ticket from someone. If you were not here, I, um, And she goes on mentioning all these people she's interacted with throughout her day. And I mean, in a way, yes, she's right. Not be alive without without the machine that he's created in the movie. But now, thinking about all the people that he saved, especially when
0: Joanne or Joan or however he's saying her name, when she said, look, this would not have happened without you, it almost gave me as the viewer the sense that even though he's going through this, I would want him to go through it again. Mm -hmm. Because... He is one person, and I feel for him, and I wish that he have to go through that. But the concentration camps, like, this war ended, and these people were liberated, and they, like, more of them got freedom, and they stopped dying, and I just, that makes the biggest difference to me.
2: And I think he died wishing that he hadn't done what he did from the comment he makes where he just wishes he was normal. Quote, unquote, normal.
0: Yeah. I don't think that changes what he wishes he had done for the war and intellectually, I think he wished he was normal in the way that he wouldn't have been put through
2: absolutely
0: like all of the so overall as like a final like closing statement, do y'all actually think that this movie contributed to it reinforces personally, I think it personally, I do. I think it totally supported the myth like i know i already said it so many times but allied powers were all together we are allies we work together for the same goal even though us americans didn't know what turing and his people were doing we we're all fighting the same enemy we all wanted the same end goal and watching this movie as an american makes me proud of the allies in general not just americans which makes me think that the good war myth is completely true
2: yeah i agree i mean i think the number of people that were saved from this one incident or May this it completely one completely worth it yeah is no way you couldn't consider it a good war
1: yeah and I mean just like summaries of all the things we talked about like I think it genuinely sheds light on the like yeah maybe this one guy like ended up dying and had a poor life because of this but so many people got to live and so many towns weren't destroyed because of the work that he did and in a way that makes it worth it you know to have yeah one person destroyed in order to save thousands. It's
2: considered that like Britain as a whole is changed the entire like force of the war. Allies in general. Yeah. We all of us did.
1: So like overall moving into our conclusions and how we feel about the movie. I think that the Imitation Game was really good overall. And I think it's a good movie watch, even for people who are into war movies, because it's so different than what we normally see. Like Turing isn't a soldier and we don't see the battlefield, but we see that he did a lot of important work. And I think that overall, it was just entertaining to watch. So if somebody was to ask me if I would recommend The Imitation Game to them,
2: I would probably say yes. I absolutely agree. I think it brings a new perspective to World War II. It touches on multiple issues, um, both in war and out of war. I agree. I would recommend the movie.
1: All right. Well, thank you guys for having this conversation today. If you're listening, make sure that you listen to the next episode of this podcast, War, What Is It Good For? In the next episode, our classmates, Joe and Michael, will be talking about the movie Hacksaw Ridge, directed by Mel Gibson. It is a story that dives into what religion means in war and what one man can do even without violence. Thank Thank you you. for listening.